1: welcome happy tuesday it's donna and steve on my talk 107.1 everything Entertainment. hey steve hey
2: everybody thank you thank
1: you for showing up today thank you for we listening. love that about you that's great hey uh we've got some news on um top gun maverick maybe being pulled from theaters
2: this has got to be a garbage fake news headline uh, well,
1: okay. So somebody's trying to do this. The original Top Gun was based on a magazine story called Top Guns by a guy named. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, here you go. We're going to turn the shot.
2: Ehud or... Yone. Oh! oh, that sounds like we're reading it backwards. <laughs> Moks <laughs> <Gana>, Tom Hanks. Ehud <laughs> Yone. Wait, let me get it. I can figure it out.
1: Oh, my God. It's an epic name in human history. Anyway, it was based on this guy's uh, 1983 magazine story and his heirs are taking advantage of a provision in copyright law that allows authors to reclaim the rights to their works after 35 years. This just sounds like spitefulness. Mm. They say Paramount didn't review the rights. To the original article before making the sequel oh, and i guess cases like this are becoming more common as studios continue to you know bring back older franchises yeah so one of the lawyers representing the yone family hmm. also represented the writers of the original predator movie oh. who sued 20th century to regain the rights to their screenplay he, this guy, this lawyer, is also representing the heirs of some comic book writers who want to regain rights to their characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This l- looks like it's turning into the music version. You know yes, what I mean? The movie version the of, of music mm-hmm. lawsuits. Crazy, right?
2: So there's no chance that this is gonna that they're gonna be able. To I pull mean, it from it's gonna ears. be
1: tied up in court for Not a long t- time.
2: Yeah. Not to mention the damage is already done too, right? Yeah. I mean, Top Gun has already obliterated the box office. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's so popular right now.
2: Yeah. We were, we, do you know, we were like one of the first people to see it. When, when people have been asking me and I say, oh, yeah, I've seen it. It's great. And then they say, when did you see it? And I, I'm telling people Thursday, the thir- the first day it was out. Yep. They can't even believe it. it Don, did you fun. see it
1: yet? No. Okay, I really w- would love your opinion on it. Mm. Mm.
3: You know, it is. I <laughs> would. T- Sorry, you got a flat
1: tire that day and couldn't come
3: with yeah. you guys. Yeah, me too. GTSC. I
2: still showed up though. Oh, really?
1: I had a nail in my tire. Yeah. Oh, just keep so driving it on that. Was losing air. And and you then...
2: can. You can. Oh, that's the one. And then you went up to the cabin with the nail in your tire, or did you get you, it?
1: I got it fixed before going to the cabin. Oh. Mm-hmm. But I went the day I was leaving for the cabin. I went and got it fixed. But anyway, I digress. Wow, I can't believe she's throwing shade at me for how I... (laughs) Did
3: you hear that? Yeah, Yeah, I heard it too. I just wish you were there. Oh, really? Because it sounded like you were just trying Mm. to one-up me on your tire
2: repair. Yeah, she was like, oh yeah, I I busted out my... uh, What's the thing called? The the jack. The jack. Is it a jack? It's a
3: jack. I tried to do it, but I didn't have a spare. How about that? Don't ever try
2: to do it. What are you talking
3: about? I've changed the tire many times. No, you got people to do that. Yeah, and then I called the people, and they're like, "Hey, uh, we don't have a spare either, so you're gonna have to have it towed."
2: Oh, and I'm
0: halfway
3: to Woodbury, which is far away from wherever the hell. Hey, 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 Donna. Imagine Theater.
1: Where was it?
2: You want to apologize now, Eden Prairie? Donna, what did
1: I do? I know. Look what I did. I poked the bear. See. I just want to know what. So what was wrong with your tire? My wow.
3: tire, I was going through that
1: construction every day on 94 in the
3: Capital Interchange. Got and it. somebody threw a bag of nails over there. Apparently. Oh, my No, I don't gosh. know. But I rode on it for a long time and bent the rim and all that kind of stuff. Isn't I didn't know. You, did
2: you have people waving beside you? That's me. That's you. That waving, was me. Like, hey, pull and over. And I'm like, hi. Yeah, that's
3: exactly what happened. Oh. Yeah. People were like, hi. And I'm like, I am getting over for you. You pushed your way in. Like, I thought they were just trying like, to merge in at the last minute, and I'm like, go, go. And Your like,
2: rims are sparking.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't you feel that? Oh, my God.
2: Now I have something on Matthew McConaughey. Okay. Unrelated. Uh, now, he's talking about a very important thing, of course, which is the topic of uh, gun laws, gun sure. safety. It's been front of mind. Well, and
1: that was his hometown, Uvalde. Yes. U- U- Uvalde, 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 Texas,
2: yeah. yes, where that um, god-awful shooting happened. So um, he is out talking, but and I'll share with you some of what he had to say regarding the idea of, of gun safety and stuff like that. But I also, it's tough to read it without thinking, this guy's really serious. He he is going to run. Run for office. For office, just because of how he says something. So this is in an op-ed for the Austin American Statesman. Um, he notes that he is a father, that he is the son of a kindergarten teacher and a native of Uvalde, Texas. Um, and he believes that the solution lies in a compromise between gun control and gun responsibility. Matthew McConaughey says, quote, keeping firearms out of the hands of dangerous people is not only the responsible thing to do, it's the best way to protect the Second Amendment. We can do both. He adds, quote, our leaders must make bipartisan compromises on a few reasonable measures to restore responsible gun ownership in our country. Those measures include background checks for all gun purchases, red flag laws, a waiting period for assault rifle sales, and making 21 the minimum age to buy an assault rifle. He also suggests things like, quote, gun safety training, safe storage proposals, and bolstering school safety. And he asks that companies, private organizations, and responsible gun owners step up to help with those measures. Matthew McConaughey goes on to say, quote, and here's where it starts to sound like political for me, meaning not political in his uh, opinion, political like I'm preparing to be a politician. Mm Mm-hmm. Business as usual isn't working. I mean, you hear every politician says that at some point when they're stumping for office. Business as usual isn't working. That's just how it is. Cannot be an excuse. The heinous bloodshed of innocent people cannot become bearable. If we continue to just stand by, we're living a lie. With every right, there comes a duty. For ourselves, our children, and our fellow Americans, we have a duty to be responsible gun owners, Please do yours and protect the Second Amendment through gun responsibility. So he's talking to both sides right. of the aisle there too. Yes, it's going to happen. He's going to he, do it. He's going to run.
1: Well, if he could start get, with, if he could get stuff done like that, that would be amazing.
2: And he he will. I mean i I think with him, he'll probably do a governor. I'm going to say it, a gubernatorial run. Oh, oh
1: I knew nice. you
3: were going to say gubernatorial.
2: You don't get many opportunities. He's going to have a gubernatorial run in Texas. He'll win someday, and he'll run for president. I'm going to say, can I make a call right now that I haven't even thought for more than a minute about, but just so that if it happens, we'll have this tape.
3: Yeah, I don't want to keep track of it.
2: Matthew McConaughey. (laughs) You want me to wait till Rocco gets in? Yeah, tell him. Matthew McConaughey (laughs) will be president someday.
1: I don't know about that.
2: It could happen with Schwarzenegger had he been a U.S. citizen.
1: We need to hear more from what his beliefs are and everything, because he's living in a very conservative state, but in a very liberal city mm. of Austin, which is, I believe, yes, where he lives. for sure.
3: I it mean, is Austin to is like a little nugget in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: and it's tough to be moderate. Like, we all you know try to say like yeah i'm not like crazy right or crazy left i'm a little more in the middle but when it comes down to voting time mm-hmm. people are usually looking for their crazy right or crazy left because the moderates they're a little too uneasy about them what if they bend on something that i really wanted supported or right. what if they bend on yes. the other thing that i didn't want supported? yes oh gosh so what i called it it doesn't matter the day All is seventh. Right. it's 2022 Congratulations. so come 2040 when he's doing, the like, the State of the Union, man, oh, I got to work on <laughs> okay, that. Hey,
3: we got to go. So what? You weirdo? So
2: when we returned, that was an attempt <laughs> on Matthew McConaughey, and it was not good. Uh, I'm going to wake your brain up. The okay. song Closing Time is not about a bar closing. Closing time. Not sure. about a bar closing. Even though they
1: all play it at the end of the night.
2: I will tell you what it's about, and then maybe they'll stop playing it. That, when we come back, is Donna Steep on my back.
1: Hello. Love. Welcome back. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 107.1. Everything Entertainment.
2: We have something from the omissions and corrections department. <laughs> Apparently. Mel Tel Tom's here. <laughs> Why don't you read the email that you just got instead of me? Okay, which I love.
1: so Tony hey. sent an email. Our buddy from France. She said, Uh, sorry, Donna, but Arnold S. is an American citizen. But to be president, one needs to be born in the U.S. From the beginning of our great country. Sorry to fact check, Steve. Listening, of course. Oh, I thought I was like, did I say something about Arnold
2: Schwarzenegger? Yeah, George? you did were looking this? borderline offended the way that you were glaring at your computer. I said that. And apparently, I don't know law. Yes, he is. You have to be born here to be president, not an American citizen. That is not the threshold. Born here is the threshold.
1: Right. Remember not- that whole Obama thing? Oh jeez! Ah no. oh, boy, the all birth right. certificate, the whole thing. Where is it?
2: <laughs> all right, okay. all right. It? let's just take a break. All right, do you
1: want to? Uh, but had
2: he been born here, Schwartzie, he, he would probably. Have gone all the way. I think. I mean, he he would have given it a serious run because once you can win the governor of a major state, New York, California, or Texas, oh, so. you could uh, you could go on to big things. Those big states are often. It's like a focus group on sure. your ability. I don't. Know. I get it. I hear what you're saying. I don't want to talk cute. politics.
3: I wouldn't want to be that. No. God bless you guys that are that do that job. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But so boring.
2: I was just thinking of Matthew McConaughey wow. this morning, and I interesting thought interesting that you think would, it's boring. Would he like to go to? Like, do you know how many meetings you have That's to go what to I'm right now? Saying. McConaughey is oh. a movie star. You, right. go, Donna it's wouldn't all think meetings. it's boring because she's a juror now. Don her. Her filter um, on what she finds You be- heard of
1: 11 from Stranger Things? Yes. I'm 12.
2: Okay, you were juror number 12. There, right. That's where the similarities stop, is just the number. <laughs> but she has a distorted view now of fun. Don, oh. you're right. It would be super boring <laughs> to be a politician. But you guys, yes. pe- there well, are well, people out
1: there who, like, live and breathe thank politics. God. Uh,
2: they are, thank, thank God. Thank God. And I'm Feels. talking about
1: people who have no desire to run for office. I have a friend. She's all about, like, we got to write to our governor, we got to do this. Oh yeah. yeah. my gosh, watching the news. Oh. Just constantly. The people find, are passionate about politics. Let's talk I'm about not. I'm not either.
2: Me neither. And I just think of a senator <laughs> sitting in the room where you, the big room, you know, and you're just sitting there, you're at the Capitol, and you're just a Congress person. I don't know what you are, I don't know government. So don't email me. Email your senators <laughs> yeah. if I got this wrong. But if you're sitting in the Capitol all day and then they're like, all right, all in favor. And you're just sitting there. You're sitting around. You know what you'd be great oh, at, Lord, Steve? What? Filibuster. I could filibuster <laughs>
3: like nobody's business. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Steve, that's go where you need to fill time, on. right?
1: Oh, some people will talk for 10 hours. I could definitely just
3: start QVCing seeing something.
2: Yes. And that's filibuster great. that way. Throw me another object. Uh,
1: yeah, give me that uh, notepad there. Let's talk about that. Who was the last person who did a filibuster about,
2: oh. Was it Ted Cruz that did uh, Green Eggs and Ham?
1: It was something like that, or Star Wars,
2: or. This needs
1: to not happen. This
3: is
2: ridiculous. How is I that mean, even think allowed? about That's
3: the most ridiculous thing that we do in government that's really,
2: really. Stupid. You know what I'm going to yeah. say? We need to bring back. Ah, it's almost embarrassing. It is <laughs> powdered wigs.
3: Oh, see, I was I'm just going to mention them for you our know.
2: entertainment purposes.
3: Or can we have a parliament where they boo and yell? Oh my
1: god, that would be
2: amazing. They
1: do, they do during, don't they? Do it during not the State of the, well, I guess the State of the Union address.
2: Oh, there's some something. of
1: them will be like, boo! Yeah,
2: we're not boo. standing. Boy, that that theater <laughs> is always interesting. Yeah, if we could right. just
1: theater it up yeah a little
3: bit more some nice curtains,
1: all right, Steve's got info <laughs> huh.
0: that make you go <sighs>
1: Wow,
2: then Daniel the painter just drops in a controversial email. Hey guys, this is the this is the last of it too. We're moving oh, on.
3: if he's gonna shame me for not liking. Politics. no 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 oh, he's no, not no, no listen well, it i've says had this. emails like that trust me hey Just guys Ted cruz
2: <laughs> is born in alberta canada wondering how he was able to run for president five or six years ago daniel the painter see this is why <gasps> this daniel? is one of many many Damn. reasons why we do-
0: this episode is brought to you by sax.com at sax.com it's easy to find your new vibe
3: For your financial to-dos,
2: Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
3: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
2: Don't talk politics because chief among them, well, A, it just divides everybody. But B, we don't know what we're talking about. (laughs) <laughs> and so then people start emailing us. We don't know
3: if you gave me a quiz on what each person does.
2: The branches in of the government. branch of
3: just just the state of Minnesota. Like, what does the attorney general do? What is it? No idea.
2: Yeah. What is a lieutenant governor? It's an understudy, yeah. right? I don't know. Uh
3: huh. I guess. The There's like a mayor time. pro tem. That's just the guy that goes out to pretend to be the mayor. Do you know that? Uh
2: uh-uh. mm-hmm. There's
3: like a guy who's just like, I'm here on behalf of the mayor. And I'm here to have fun.
2: Oh, I'd like one of those.
3: Yeah, you could be
1: one of those.
2: I could send him to like things that I get invited to.
1: Steve's pro-tem.
2: I have a thing. I, I, I have to get to my thing. I, I, what okay. are you I,
1: I just want to tell you that Ted Cruz might, qualifies because he was born to a U.S. citizen living abroad. So that oh, me, okay. makes him a U.S. citizen. Oh, at birth. he's both.
3: You're yeah. just
2: tuning in. We promise we're never going <laughs> to talk about politics again. We weren't even really talking politics. It started with Matthew McConaughey. We're here. I will say this now. The song Closing Time by Semisonic. Isn't actually about a bar closing. It's a metaphor for childbirth.
1: Oh.
2: Does that mean? Hmm. I would think closing doesn't come to mind when you think of childbirth. No, opening it's does. Opening time. But maybe does it mean like it's the closing time of uh, pregnancy? In, or it's in the closing Europe? time.
1: It's time for you to get responsible. Yeah. Closing time on this Ooh, part now of you your life. You can't be a bar hop and biatch anymore. Right. You gotta be a mother. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here.
2: Oh, no. Anna. I was you. going too literal. Very nice.
1: Thanks, man. All right.
2: See I don't know what we got
1: coming up. Uh, oh, we, got a oh Brad we, might a, we might have another lawsuit coming to Court TV. Sure <laughs> number
2: is getting geek. Woo!
1: Get ready for it. We'll explain. Hello! Hi. Welcome back. You're listening to Tana and Steve on my Talk 1071 everything entertainment you guys it's on between angelina jolie and brad pitt oh gosh,
2: here goes donna she's like it's lawsuit season i'm like
1: oh my god is this gonna come to uh what was i watching pluto Court
2: tv via pluto yeah, that was fun. tv
1: okay well here's the sitch we've we've seen pictures of brad and angie's uh vineyard
2: yes In oh, Marival
1: yes. or somewhere like that and is that france
2: Somewhere in Europe.
1: Europe. Okay, so Brad Pitt is fighting back because I don't know if you remember this, but she sold uh, her half of, it it was called Chateau Miraval. Mm. It's their wine business. And they sold it. Angelina sold her shares to some Russian guy. That's wrong. Brad says she intentionally sought to inflict harm on him. By selling her interest in the company, even though they had agreed to never sell without the other's consent. Mm, 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 mm. So Brad's lawsuit is claiming that she did the deal in secret. And now the guy who she sold to, what's an oligarch?
2: Oh, that's a like oligarch? a powerful rich person.
1: Okay, well, he's a Russian oligarch,
2: gark, gark, gark.
1: named Yuri Scheffler. And oh. he is launching a hostile takeover. Of the entire vineyard,
2: an ol- oligarch is a ruler in an oligarchy. Thanks dictionary. That doesn't help. Here's one, especially in Russia, a very rich business leader with a great deal of political influence.
1: Oh oligarchy that's got to be even worse for him, considering, you know, everything that's going yeah, on those over aren't there great optics so um, the lawsuit says Jolie has sought to force Pitt into partnership with a stranger. And worse yet, a stranger with poisonous associations and
2: intentions. This feels like an easy win. I hope so. It just as you read those details, it feels like that's not how divorce is supposed to go. Check this out: being forcing them to then be in business with someone they don't know, trust, like all that.
3: Um, He's seeking a written? jury trial. Was it written down that they weren't going
1: to sell it? Or was it a verbal agreement? probably a pivotal piece of information that is missing.
2: But if, oh, he wants it to be a jury trial because just like how I reacted right there, hey, look, you're going to get divorced, fine. But like, don't do him dirty in a business that you guys set up and now make him work with some oligarch.
1: He is, yeah, he wants to have the sale nullified.
2: Does Brad really, though, want to be in court? I mean, I guess it's happening to megastars, right? If you had said five years ago you're gonna watch Johnny Depp for a month in a local courtroom, where was it? Where was that courtroom again? What's the Virginia. Virginia. You would have thought never would they allow themselves to be exposed in that way. Cause you know, even in a case like that, if it's a jury, you're trying to you're trying to create the most persuasive case you can. Yes. And it's <clears throat> the issue is always central. But then there are. That's the center of the octopus. Right. I know you like octopi. I do. But and then it's
1: octopuses. Is it? Yes.
2: Me no like you that. Yeah. But then E-S. the, the mm-hmm. tentacles go into other things, and they.
1: You're, you're triggering no. Don. Oh my right. God! Mouth noises
3: oh. and tentacles. I'm trying to make <laughs> tentacles like it sticking
2: to something, Dawn. I was trying to, you know, theater of the mind. All We'll remove them. <laughs> oh, she went in reverse. <laughs> But, you know, all this other stuff gets brought in. And so even if you're like, hey, let's go to jury. We want to protect the wine business that we have. You run the risk of making available a whole bunch of dirty laundry in the process. And you have to weigh that. But I'm sure there are financial things at stake here that maybe he's like, hey, Johnny did it and he came out.
1: Well, I mean, she came out on top in the divorce, it seems. You know, his relationship with his kids is, you know, our, his relationships are, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, fractured, maybe?
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, he's probably thinking the same thing Johnny Depp was thinking, like, what else do I have to lose?
3: So the acreage included with the estate mm-hmm. is right. over 1,200 acres of vineyards.
1: Wow. I, I mean, if he was smart, I mean, if he needs to get this sale nullified he would just do what the casamigos gang did just sell it for a billion dollars or a couple billion dollars and then just go chill out
2: yeah but then if you sell it
1: don't sell it to that guy though
2: yeah but they know that they've got leverage on you right this is already too public now they know you're uh, trying to sell it and so they yeah, know the reason why true. it's a stress driven decision
1: she's off. that's true okay it just it just sounds like dirty business yeah speaking of dirty business um it looks like harry and megan um offered an harry? olive what do you want the moon harry an olive branch to william and kate while they were in town for the queen's jubbly <laughs> and <laughs> they wanted lilibeth and you know and their other son archie yes to have a play date with their cousins But William and Kate were like, yeah, no.
2: They said they had. We even know this.
1: We know things. There are people out there. Oh, I. What? (laughs) And the rumor that I'm hearing, because we really don't know if this is true, is that Harry. No, William doesn't want to be alone with Harry because then whatever gets to the papers can be made up. Like, he wants to make sure there are other people there besides the two families. Sure. It's so sad. I can't imagine not talking to my brother.
2: Drew B. We need Drew. Drew. One, Drew! one time Drew, just to show you how... Uh, 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 actually, maybe it, maybe this is kind of like... Uh, I don't know if this is like William and Kate, or the, the brothers with Harry and... Petey? What's his name again? <laughs> Well, Prince William. I don't know if this is like William and Harry, or not. Donna's brother came to the state fair. Never heard of him. By the way, it's going to be here in like 85 days or something. Not nah, get off. Uh, and he he came and I was like, oh cool. I've talked about Drew. I've heard her talk about Drew. He's this mysterious figure. I'm looking forward to meeting Drew. And then apparently, Drew, I think, passed through as a Sasquatch would a swamp. Just in the distance, he came through, was gone. He looked at you. And then I didn't, I, if he, we did, were on I the air. He
1: didn't, didn't even stop and say hi.
2: And then he just texted her later. And I'm like, th- I'm going to meet Drew. Donna gets a text later. You'd have to go meet him on a bench somewhere, something like yeah. that, right in the middle yeah. of the fairgrounds. And yeah, by the big I couldn't yellow sign.
1: Yeah. This is because of the restraining order. Other than that, it's
2: fine. (laughs) I have another uh, bit of royal news. Okay. So I guess uh, Prince Louis, the little one of William and Kate, he was getting some headlines because during the jubbly, he is horsing around, sort of having a hard time. Yeah, he was like
1: the real star.
2: At one point, you know, uh, uh, Duchess Kate goes over to like, you know, hey, listen, you need to be quiet. We talked about you, you have to be quiet. He covers her mouth with his little hand. He's making faces. He's doing like the thumb on the nose, fingers no. up thing. Yeah. No, oh. That's
3: real old school. Yeah.
2: And so, anyway, uh, Super Nanny. Remember Super Nanny? Yeah. Yes. Super Nanny Joe Frost. They used to love that show. Great show. I was like, wow, she's making discipline look.
1: You get on the naughty chair.
2: Yes. And it was really that and Wife Swap. I like those shows.
1: Yeah, me too. A lot.
2: Anyway, here's what Joe Frost more, said.
1: We're white trash. I,
2: <laughs> I, think that, I think that there started there were some headlines probably in British tabloids of like, you know, oh, the little royal is upset and do they have control of their child? Blah, blah. You know, whatever. Joe Frost puts out an, uh, an Instagram post. And by the way, I follow her on Instagram. Super I love daddy. it. And That's great. Think. I'm going to read you her whole thing. It's got pictures of him covering his mom's mouth and all that. She says, Supernanny, regardless as to what the press seemed to be latched on to today, I believe little Prince Louis, Louis, Uh Louis, Louis, (laughs) behaved remarkably well over the whole weekend of much spectacular fanfare. All that sitting, watching, and organization most children can't sit in their chairs at a dining table for longer than 15 minutes. That's the God's honest truth. Oh my God. It certainly must have been beautifully overwhelming for this little chap, especially with no playtime in between and long days. Children are going to test one should expect as such. We have all been entertained by this little boy's character, a great sense of humor, strong-willed, and most definitely a highly sensitive soul, in my professional opinion, the Super nanny goes on to say of little Prince Louis. I'm more impressed with how the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge continue to be such impressive parenting role models to our modern parents today. They are open about their own struggles as parents. And like all parents out there, they continue to strive to do their very best in raising their young. Catherine, Kate, has never been one to shy away from publicly giving her child a fair telling off to behave. (laughs) And that's a sign of a confident parent who's able to hold boundaries whilst empathetically meeting her children's needs. As well as understanding the circumstances, I wish every parent the confidence to understand as such that our children may be raised, seen, and heard, loved, but with healthy boundaries. Okay.
1: The pictures are adorable. Oh, my gosh. Let me tell you, too.
2: You know what can set a parent off when they're trying to get a, a toddler or a young one to behave? When that child puts their hand on your mouth... And you've, the, the Demogorgon rises up within you, and you're like, listen <laughs> to me right now. You want to talk about things that will never be done again? You putting your hand on mom or dad's mouth to quiet us. Do you understand? <laughs> and then imagine <laughs> so you have funny, to be though. royal, too, in the moment yeah. and all of that.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, that'd be tough. But yeah, cute little guy. That's yeah, funny. He's adorable.
1: All right. Well, on that note, I got nothing else.
2: Donna. I got more. All right. It's
1: coming up. Just calm down.
2: There's a little segment that we do. Awards pending. It's called If You See Something, Say Something. And I saw something, tried something, and now i got to say something. And it has to do with diffusers.
1: Oh, okay.
2: You know how much I like fragrance.
1: I do. i got a bone to pick. Uh-oh.
2: I will explain what I tried and what happened. When we return, it's Donna and Steve on my talk.
1: Good morning. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Donna and Steve on my talk, one hundred seven Everything Entertainment. Steve, simmer down. Hey, if
2: you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time
1: for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and
2: Steve. If You See Something, Say Something, Come On and Party Tonight. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Hey, bro. Did you already do that?
1: I don't know. Nope.
2: What's the show? And you're listening and hear it here.
1: Yeah, I did say, although I said good morning. And it's
2: here. And the time is Insert Your Own Time. Because people are listening on the podcast sometimes. Oh sure, we eleven eleven. Make a wish. No, Todd, it's not eleven eleven. That's right. just confusing. Okay. I what? like it when things smell good.
1: Okay, me, me too. I do too.
2: That being said, as I have documented, I am on month two of not having cologne for the first time in my adult life. I'm sorry. I should. <laughs> I should. Stop I kind of feel
1: naked too because I just ran out yesterday. Yes. And it makes me sad.
2: Yeah, because then you start to feel like a little musty. And I love good fragrance. Love, love, love good fragrance. Go figure, Donna. Here's another thing that I am perhaps overly enthusiastic about.
1: That's true.
2: I love it when a home smells good as well, not just my skin. I have famously gone to Bath and Body Works, who I believe, for my money, have the most powerful fragrance-emitting candles on the market. Three- Favorite scent. Flannel is a very good one. Mm. I just had one burning over the weekend called Fall.
1: Oh, that's a good one.
2: Fills the house. And the three wick is great.
1: My favorite. Please. Thanks for asking.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Hands down. Yes. Eucalyptus Spearmint. Queen. So good. Body wash.
2: Oh, you do the whole thing. Oh, oh yes.
1: Dear. Room spray.
2: So when there's a Bath and Body Works three wick candle sale, mm-hmm. and you're wondering why Steve's not at work for a couple well, about <laughs> you got to get them. I love them. Love them, love them. That being said, we have at least four children. And sometimes kids, candles, all it takes is one paper towel and your house is a pile of ash. Mm-hmm. So I was at a store, a big box, and I saw a diffuser. And I have a friend in her house. They have diffusers, and every time we go over there, sort of a diffuser in the entryway, one in the kitchen main area, and I always smell it, it smells good. So Stevie Boy gets two diffusers from unnamed store,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and these things are said to be ultrasonic, vibrated, humidification. This is what these are doing. Okay, these so this is a plug-in. This is a plug-in. Oh, I this was is thinking not, this was the sticks. This is not the sticks. No, okay, no, no. Okay. I leave that to the potheads. <laughs> Just okay. kidding. But am I? So this is a plug-in diffuser, and it's great because they have—they're really smart. You can set them. You fill the water, and then it'll—it tells you like this will last for six hours. This will last for eight hours. And it said, get these essential oils and put in eight drops. I put in eight drops. Doesn't make a dent, not a single dent. And I know you're thinking, oh, must be nice. Is the place so palatial? That a diffuser doesn't even dent the room. No, it's no, it's
1: not that big. Oh, I was thinking it stinks that bad. Oh, no!
2: <laughs> so anyway. I joke. I get two going, and I'm like, I can't smell anything. So then I go from eight drops and I say, let's do sixteen. Oh my
1: God. I do easy. sixteen. No, 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 no.
2: It hardly makes a dent. The next time I did it.
1: Did you take the cap off? And what's going
2: on. Yes, that's my point. So then the next time I do 28 drops of essential oil into my diffuser. Now, I have a friend. I met with the friend who has the diffusers, and I said, I got a bone to pick with diffusers. I tried them, and I thought maybe this would be like a healthier way of having fragrance in the home. You know, I don't know, candles, vapors, cancer, you know, whatever. And she said, Hmm. I bet you it's not the diffusers.
1: It's the outlet?
2: No, she said, I bet you it's the oil because not all essential oils are created differently. And just so you know, she was not trying to get me in her downline or get me to be one of her customers. She wasn't selling me anything, but that's what she said. And so and so now I'm wondering, anyone out there who's dealt with diffusers, is there a certain oil that I need to get to make these work well? Because let me be clear, these uh-huh. two diffusers, Are mine now. Because I said to Lou, we're going to return these. And she said, no, we're not. I threw the boxes out entirely. Steve. Yes, ma'am.
1: You're buying the oil separate from the diffuser? It doesn't come as a pack?
2: No, you buy the diffuser separate. Like, that's like a machine. And then you can rotate different scents in.
1: Okay. So. I used to have, excuse me, um, like a plug-in where you... It's a bottle with the oil in it that you screw the top into the thingy. And then you could unscrew it, yeah. switch the scents yeah, yeah, yeah. if you want to. But you're literally dropping oil drops. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that
2: idea. Well, that's what they tell you to do. So then last night, just so you know how, where I've gone, I've gone back to a thing that I dabbled with a couple of years ago, which is Whole House Fragrance, where they sell a machine for, let's say, $600. And what you do is you plug the machine in and then there is a tube that goes from that machine, plastic tube into your HVAC ductwork right mm-hmm. above your uh, furnace and air conditioner. Okay. And then you choose the di- you set the dial for how much fragrance you want out, but this is how hotels do it. And I learned this because I went into a shoe store at the Mall of America and I said, "My my my, it smells so good in here." What's the secret? And they said, that's a whole, we have a system here. And they said, they sell these for houses too. And so now I'm dabbling again with maybe looking at a whole house fragrance system where you can choose like hotel lobby as the scent and all of that. Wouldn't that be awesome if every time you walked into your house, no candles need to be burned. They're just there for ambiance.
1: If, if everyone in the house was okay with that scent.
2: And I'm also slightly, you know, I feel like it's, I should think about if I'm pumping something through every vent. I should be thinking about carcinogens and cancer-causing things, yes. but I think there might be some natural ways of going about it as well. So that's where I am. Please pray.
1: Well, I just thank God we're not <laughs> just talking pray. about hoses. Um, does I, Dev get a vote?
2: I'm sorry, but he does not. He's not of age. Because
1: that could be a headache waiting to happen for somebody. Like if you have your family come for Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. what if that's a scent that doesn't agree with somebody?
2: There are generally vacancies at hotels that time of year. (laughs) Okay. All right. I don't know.
1: Well, thanks for your vulnerability in this segment. Hmm.
2: I just wonder how many essential oil people are going to attack me today.
3: It's one of those things that Jason never talks about again on his talk show. Why?
1: Why? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, my God. I sounded uh, like Julia. For- Why?
2: Yeah. Oh, that's. He did- <laughs> the- the- was it like an email heavy segment? Let's put it that way. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he- you yeah. You He's know, got-
3: there's a
1: whole documentary on this, too. He's-
3: the Essential Oil people are a, a formidable group that <laughs> <laughs> they are one with each other and they have a lot no. to educate you on. Let's just say he also doesn't talk about pets. children don't let them win
1: well
3: sometimes sometimes you you just want to move on with your life yeah
1: i get it all right steve we've got an email
2: steve we get our essential oil from bamboo switch in white bear lake called morning calm it's awesome i really want the hotel lobby
1: so what does that smell like
2: well i don't know but i know that hotel lobbies often smell great isn't it the Four Seasons that has a signature scent? People oh, know what really? it's. Oh really? Four Seasons. I haven't stayed there. I've just done work there in Beverly Hills when I've interviewed a celebrity. Well, you're
1: saying hello to Motel Six
2: here. <laughs> they leave the light on for you. <laughs>
1: they sure do. Um, okay, I, I guess I never made that association at all.
2: And I saw I the, the thing is I saw an Instagram video or a TikTok like a year and a half ago where a woman said, do you love it when your house smells amazing? I just did this, and it is incredible. It smells like the greatest hotel lobby. And then she showed the system and, you know, drilling into the ductwork. And it was like, this will change the game for how your house smells consistently all the time.
1: Good luck. You're welcome. Thank you, Dawn. Hey, no problem. You're our buddy, boo. Um, guys, we're gonna get a dirt alert coming up with Mr. DJ Rock Lobster. See what he's wearing today. What you was guys, he wearing yesterday? I don't know. He's converting his wife into wearing Leard lobster. Yes. <gasps> she's Mrs. Lobster. Yes, yeah, she's, she's Lady, Lady Lobster. Lobby. <laughs> she's Lady Lobby.
2: Lady Lobby. Oh, God. <laughs>
3: That's the way I'm gonna put his name up today, Lady Lobby. He's like yeah. our Frankenstein.
1: Uh yeah. oh.
2: All right. Well, well, that
1: guy's coming in anyway.
2: Yeah,
1: he'll be here. Um. Also, we've got oh jeez, rock music Guinness records. This is really fun. We've got a fun list. We've got more stuff coming up in the beat too. Coming up on my talk. <laughs>